All right. So I'm just looking up. Oh my gosh, my computer is being a real pain in the bum and making this really awkward for everyone. So, so you asked me to press record and you weren't even ready. Yeah, I know because I, I had my my screen to read it, but then I was doing a a post to let everyone know where I am and give them FOMO. So I had to move it. So uh, Misty Hankel lives in Queensland, Australia, and is a sales trainer whose online sales classes help hundreds of people each year increase their customer base and close sales. Misty speaks to business groups each week on the topic of closing sales and overcoming sales anxiety and is available to speak at corporate events from $2,000. She is well known all over the world for simplifying the sales process and her two sales books, which can be purchased directly from her, follow simple strategies to close sales on any product or service. So now I will re-hand over to Misty to give us tonight's lesson. Okay, hi everyone. Welcome to Thursday night's Be Connected World uh, and we're up to um, tonight's sales training. So tonight we're going to be exploring the problem of when is it okay for a, a salesman to ask questions or when it's okay for a salesman to ask questions. So I'll give you a bit of background. Traditional sales training has taught salesmen for years that to sell just ask really good questions of the customer standing in front of you so that you can qualify the client and help them with the right solution. Now, that was pre-Google. So even right up to 10 years ago, customers went to salesmen and wanted to know their answers. So only up 10 years ago, you know, it was as early as that. So any time before that, when a customer went out, they didn't really look at Google as much as they do today and they would go out and they would talk to salesmen and say, I have this problem. And they would allow the salesman to ask them questions and they would listen to the salesman talk about um, solutions. In today's world, thanks to Google, customers have done extensive research before they've even gotten to a salesman. So good research, bad research, right research, wrong research. They are Customers are very aware of what their actual problem is and what they're looking for on Google and everywhere else is a solution to the problem that they have. Now, what's really interesting is all the different solutions that come out. As salesmen, we can't possibly fathom the exact problem that the customer has as to why they've come to us to, um, to, to buy our thing to solve their problem. So when a customer comes to us, they, the only people that have good questions now are the customers because by the time a customer gets to a salesman, they have gaps in their knowledge for their idea to purchase something. So they've gone to Google, they've gone to friends, they've gone to relatives, they've asked people at large, they've got as many thoughts and opinions as they possibly can. And when they're stuck with that last little bit to get them over the line, they'll eventually consent to speak to a salesman, which means that salesmen can't have good questions anymore, only the customer can. And it's interesting because salesmen try to build rapport with customers but in today's world if a customer has come to you ask wanting to ask a question they've already built rapport with you the salesman and if you ask questions it'll break it they think that they're your friends already so the question becomes well as a salesman when can i ask questions so let's have a look at how it goes if a customer comes so let's say to allison and says Alison, so I hear you do this memory keeper stuff and you do these DNA artistry things, just wondering what does it cost to buy 
something that's specially made, some piece of DNA art from you? What's what, what, what does it start at? My custom made pieces, everything's custom made and they start at 95 Australian dollars. Right, so it starts at $95. See, so customer will have a gap wanting to know that. And Alison answered beautifully in that she just told me a price. She didn't go into a big, long story because the customer hasn't asked for a story. The customer's asked for a price. Now, if she stops talking as she did, it allows me, the customer, to go, hmm, $95. Is that something I'm prepared to spend? What does that mean to me? Do I have money? How many am I going to buy? Is it for me? Is it for someone else? So I need time to process what does that mean to make a decision? Often what can happen is if you don't talk and ask questions of the customer standing in front of you is when a customer knows what you sell and how much it costs, and more often than not, the first question a customer will ask will be a price question. So when they know what you sell and how much it costs, if you're quiet for long enough, more often than not, the customer has a chance to buy. But there is occasions where the customer isn't buying for a number of reasons. They've only just started their research and they decide to go directly to a salesman to get their information. Uh, it could be that uh, they're in the middle of their research. They haven't really made a decision if they want to do it yet. They're trying to get all the information at large. They're tired of everybody else's thoughts and opinions. So I'll just go to a salesman and find out. They're trying to get information to pass on to somebody else. They're trying to collect all the information first before they put an idea out to um, uh, somebody to say it could be um, a board member they could be getting all this information so that then they can take it to a board and, and sort of win the idea across to the board to get that happening as well. So it could be anywhere. So when a customer isn't ready to buy just yet, now there's going to be an opportunity for questions to be asked from the salesman. And there'll be triggers that, that allows us salesmen to know when we can ask questions. So some of the triggers are something like this. Um, Thank you. Thank you so much for all of your help. That's, um, I think I've got everything that I need. If a customer is saying that, thank you, I think I've got everything that I need. Now, because the customer is going to walk away, now you can ask a question. Here's how it is. If a customer walks away, there's no real guarantee they're coming back. Unless you're selling shoes or handbags, there's a pretty good, in most instances, whatever you're selling, except for shoes and handbags, whatever you're selling, the customer will buy it at the last place that they stop at. When it comes to shoes and handbags, and please correct me if I'm wrong, but when it comes to shoes and handbags, more than often the customer will find it at the very first store, have to go to all the others just to confirm that the first store was the place to buy it, right? So they go to all the others and then they go back to the first one. But everything else, most other things can be bought somewhere else. So if a customer is leaving you, You've got nothing to lose by asking questions because there's no guarantee they're coming back. So now some of the choices moving forward is have, have you got everything that you need? Thank you so much for the information. You've been most helpful. Have you got everything that you need? It gives them a yes or a no, but it also gives them a chance to start talking some more. Are you collecting the information for you or for somebody else? Again, it allows them to think about it and be able to sort of see where that there's an opportunity for that conversation to keep going. Uh, in what other direction can I point you? Where else have you been looking? I used to do this in furniture sales all the time. When I was selling furniture, someone would come in to buy a lounge and if we didn't have the style that they wanted or the colour that they're after, it would make sense that they don't buy it at the store that I was selling lounges at because we didn't have what they wanted. So when they were exhausted with the options of 
and and not being able to make the choice that they're after, I would say that's all right, just keep looking. So where else have you been looking would be my question since I knew we couldn't help. And they're, um, often they would go, why, why do you ask? And I would say, because I want to point you in a couple of directions and I don't want to send you to a shop you haven't been to before. Then I'd just tell them a couple of other furniture shops where to go. And I would even say things like this store around the corner, similar to us, don't know their prices, don't know if the staff are nice, don't know what they sell, but I've heard it's similar to us. Go over there, have a look around. If you find what you're after, come back and tell me. If you haven't found what you're after, come back and tell me. I'll see if I've got more ideas. And so often the customers, and the key was to send them out, but to bring them back as well, so that then I become the last store if they couldn't get what they're after as well. Some, often they would come back and they'd say, I found exactly what I'm after, but you were the nicer person and I really wish I hadn't have had to have bought it from them as well. So it sort of reminded them of what they're spending their money on. Is it just the lounge or is it the experience? And then what else can go with that lounge to start with? So that was in regards to the lounges. Um, but it works for virtually anything at all. Uh, is it budget or is it outcome? So if somebody's asked, and you know, how much is it? Okay, great. I think I've got all that I'm after. Are you looking for something in regards to budget or to outcome? And so it allows them to start thinking, ah, what does that mean to me? Another statement that could be made by a customer is, thank you so much. I've just got to speak to my husband about that. This is called a spousal objection. It could be I have to speak to my business partner. It could be I have to speak to, you know, I've got to take the information back to my board of directors. Right. The answer to that, your question from there is, I agree you should, and what do you think they'll say? So if it's I have to speak to my husband, I agree you should, what do you think he will say? I have to speak to my business partner, I agree you should, what do you think your business partner will say? And if you stop talking, it allows them to really think about what does that mean to me? More often than not, people who are referring back to somebody else, what they're actually saying is, I've suddenly lost confidence in my ability to make a good decision about money. So I'm going to look for a way out, knowing that you, the salesman, are not going to be able to do anything about it. So knowing this answer, or, or that knowing that you can question them and say, what do you think they'll say, you'll end up getting more information and a story. The truth is, is in most instances, People don't have to refer to anybody else at all. And the reason being is because if they did, that person would be there already. So more often than not, it's left up to them to make that decision as well. So I'm not going to take up heaps of time. I thought I would just throw it out to the, the floor, comments, takeaways or um, stories that might come out where you've either tried it, thought of it, or, um, yeah, what's your thoughts? Yes, Stuart. Um, this reminds me of a, an incredible conversation I had with somebody hyper-intelligent this morning. Um, and uh, uh, that's, that's, that's actually misty. Um, so I was actually um, uh, talking with, there's, there's been two examples of this just recently. And um, one of the things that I, I went through, sort of going back to, to listening to Misty's training, was um, they said, oh, I need to go and uh, speak to my I'm a, my business partner, I need to go and have a discussion with them. And I said, when you're having that discussion, what are you going to be discussing? What's the most important thing, you know, in this, in this conversation? And I said, the price. And I said, great, let's talk about that. 
and that uh, that completely stopped the 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 next part of the cycle was for that person to go away get confused talk to the peanut gallery and then come back again we put it all on the table and i said great that seems to be a bit of a concern for you you know is, is there a range or is there something that we can we can work towards that will enable you to have a better conversation with your business partner and um look, it, it worked an absolute treat and that sale closed so so look it's so it's just sort of proof proofs in the pudding right there. Nice one. Thank you, Stuart. Anyone else got any comments or takeaways? I'm guilty of the one that says, oh, yeah, I, I need to check with someone else because I don't want to be rude. But since doing your sales training classes, I now know how to actually combat my own. <laughs> <laughs> Do I really or can I just make a solid decision? <laughs> it Pretty does treat you to shop differently too, doesn't it? Yeah. Teaches you. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Anyone else? Going once, going twice. No. Okay, perfect. 